When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, we got a lot to talk about this week. LA Comic Con is coming up in a few days, and we got some panels. Also, we've watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Does it hit the bullseye? Oh, that was a tough one. Also, Spider-Man No Way Home tickets. Those were scary, and they went fast. And we can finally tell you what we thought of Ghostbusters Afterlife, because we got Matt Kelly on the show, and he went and saw it. There's tons to talk about here on a brand new Geekscape. And there's traffic outside my window. Sorry about that. Let's just get it all started up. It's Geekscape. Sit back. Have some fun. Hey, Geekscapists, why don't you bring up a little drink? Maybe you're driving, but uh, get a little glass of water. <sighs> That's what I just did. And let's start the show. We got lots to talk about on this episode. I'm Jonathan London, your host. If this is your first Geekscape, hey, we're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, pop culture, all that stuff that, I don't know, your parents were like, when are you going to grow out of this? Not here. Not now. We celebrate the Arrested Development here on Geekscape and all the fantastical stories that we continue to celebrate. Um, okay, so where to begin? Where to begin? Really, I think where to begin is that we have a massive like, event coming up on December 17th, and I need you all to know all about it. That is a few things. First, it's going to be a 15-hour live stream. You're going to be able to see it right here on this channel if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, maybe on the Twitter, maybe. I don't know if that's set up. I know it's set up on my account, but Matt Kelly is running it, so maybe we can set it up on his account. But uh, if you're watching those live feeds, you're going to be able to watch 15 hours of live streaming Geekscape content. Every show pretty much from across the network is a part of that. So we're going to have Matt on here in a few moments to tell you about, uh, you know, just really, I can't keep track of it. Everything that we've got coming down the pipe on December 17th. And it's all going to benefit Big Brothers, Big Sisters. That's right. We're going to be raising money, tub thumping for our good friends in uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters um, there in New Jersey. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do a lot of good. And we're going to, you know, we're going to have every show pretty much represented. So you're going to get the full geekscape forever experience it is topped off there's a little bit of a cherry on top this is our 15th year as geekscape that we're gonna be celebrating in december so right here in los angeles there's gonna be a live show the final hour of the live stream and i don't want y'all being cheapskates if you're here in la if you're here in la you gotta come 
we're going to be at the Yard Theater on Melrose, and we're going to have a live one-hour show where there's a Geekscape variety show. We got acts. We got danger. We got excitement. We got all sorts of stuff. Probably no fire. But that's going to be an hour starting at 8 p.m. If you are not in Los Angeles, you can watch on the feed at home. If you're in Los Angeles and you're cool with going out, there will be vaccination checks. Please wear a mask in the theater. Um, and uh, we're going to be performing on stage for an hour. And we're going to be followed up with our good friend Scott Klopfenstein. Uh, he's been on the show many times. He has a brand new band around him. And he's going to give a fantastic set right as Geekscape closes down. Um, maybe we're going to add that to the feed. Maybe we get a bonus 16th hour on the feed where we get Scott and his music. If not, you got to be there live. It's real easy to get tickets. It's tinyurl.com slash Geekscape15 if you're here in Los Angeles. I'd love to see your face. tinyurl.com slash Geekscape15. And I think we're going to sell the place out because there's only like 65 seats. It's a very intimate experience. It's going to be very intimate. And uh, lots of surprises. I know we're going to be giving away prizes. Uh, We got some gift sponsors. Um, Christmas comes early. All right. So... I don't know what else is, there is to say, but you're going to want to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and Geekscape forever, right? Okay. Enough of that. Love you so much. Let's go ahead and uh, do a few things. Let's hit that share button. Send Geekscape out to all your friends. If you're watching this live, go ahead and share it with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that little bell button or whatever that is. You know that little bell that's down there? And it's like, oh, Geekscape's coming up. They have a show. I want to be in front of my computer for that one. Or if you're not catching this live, if you're listening to it on the podcast, or maybe you're watching the video on some other feed, hit the share button. I know they got the share button right there. I know it's right there. It's like right there. Just take a moment. Stop. Stop. Don't, don't do this in traffic, but stop it. You know, look at your look at your phone, look at your computer and see that little share button. Click that and send it to like five of your friends. Maybe you don't have five friends because this is Geekscape, but you should. Maybe you make a friend, just randomly <laughs> Geekscape spam, just randomly send it off. Today, you are the Nigerian prince and just send it off. Be like, hi, we have a show for you. And uh, maybe there are riches. Don't get us involved in some fishing scheme. All right, we got some comments here. Uh, Derek Cranavelt says, Ghostbusters Afterlife and The Mitchell versus the Machines are the two most fun movies I've seen this year. Okay, cool. Uh, and Derek says also, I'm going to miss you all this weekend. Derek is not going to be at LACC. So sorry about that. Uh, and then here we go. Big Yanks with the tough questions. How does Matt have time to be on podcasts? Watch shitty horror movies and also shitty Christmas movies. Well, I'm glad you asked because I myself am concerned about him. Um, and here he is, uh, Matt, you got some explaining to do big Yanks in Long Island wants to know, how do you have time to be on podcasts right like this one and also run half the network watch your shitty horror movies and also watch like 17 crappy christmas movies a day what what kind of uh, i'm gonna say cloning or temporal displacement are you partaking in mr kelly explain yourself it is called multitasking and what i do is 
rewatch a lot of things I've seen a million times. So like, I don't need to pay attention to the Christmas Prince necessarily mm. on Netflix. I just got to throw that on in the background while I'm editing Christmas 365 or while I'm editing horror movie night or while I'm editing mm. before my time with Kelsey Laurie or one hit thunder or the roaring. Man, man, stop, stop, you stop with the plugs. Okay. Stop <laughs> with the plugs. All right. You little hooker. Let me tell you something. This is, this is how much I love Matt because he's still a part of Geekscape. Every time I, I give a great episode, let's say it's the Eternals discussion with Ian Kerner or last weekend, we had the writer of the brand new HBO movie, eight bit Christmas on the show, Kevin Jakubowski, this little guy doesn't share the episode at all. We had the director of Kickboxer on the show. And this guy, not one tweet, not one share, not, hey, you might check this out. You might think it's tight. The second of fucking Alligator 1 and 2 get Blu-rays, this guy's like, hey, it's tight. This movie Poster. that is... This mo- <laughs> the, the second that this movie, this trash movie or garbage movie, he doesn't do it. Masterpiece. Let me see. Masterpiece. You, Amazing. Shut Top up. 10 films shut of up. Time. Shut up right now. We're going to do a little thing right now. Okay. Better than the kickboxer. Matt, shut up. Okay. I hate to, I, this is called tough love. Okay. Yesterday we had a good conversation. We had good love. All right. Where I talked to you and you were <laughs> bummed out. Today, though, I'm going to go to, this is what I'm going to do, Geeks Gavis. I'm sorry it came to this, but. I'm going to go to Matt Kelly's stories and I'm going to go through his stories and we're going to see on his Facebook whether, you know, what the ratio is of, of him sharing fantastic Geekscape podcast content. I don't have to tell you this. I mean, all our subscribers you are watching right now. The Geekscape podcast is we're, we're running on all cylinders here. Does this guy, the head of our network, does anything to share that? No, but he will take the time because he's just so busy. To post this bullshit. All right, here we go. Not bad, not bad. He did watch The Bishop's Wife. Uh, that's uh, He saw it last year for the first time, and he, and he revisited it. You know how many mo- times I've revisited a movie in the last five years? Maybe once. Who has time to revisit movies? Okay, look, look at the next post. He watched this thing called A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. This is, the th- he, and he, this is a Netflix Christmas movie. I'm guessing about some royal who impregnates somebody, and now they're going to have this. She's a journalist. Unexpe- okay, <laughs> she's a journalist, and now he's good. Now, now, the Christmas prince is going to have a royal baby with some journalist, and it's the third movie of this Christmas prince trilogy. And Matt took the time to put on his story. This is easily the weakest of the trilogy. Part two is fantastic. Part should, three, enough. Really okay. Yeah. Answer. Okay. Yeah. The, I'm not, this isn't exactly razor sharp critical <laughs> acumen we're dealing with. Okay, here, pal. And then the next comment is, he watched this thing called Father Christmas is Back. It has Elizabeth Hurley, Natalie Cox. I uh, th- let me see if I can recognize any of these other actors. Uh, John Cleese and Kelsey Grammer, who I think is playing some kind of mall Santa. And he watches this garbage. Matt is watching this shovelware garbage straight to VHS or straight to Netflix or straight to Matt is the only person I know who I probably goes to a red box anymore. <laughs> and like he's watching these Christmas movies like an addict. And does he do anything to like share the quality content that he's partially responsible for? No, no. He's like, check it out. Alligator one, a movie nobody's thought about. Let's let's face it. Okay. Like, Maybe the dregs of society have thought about this movie maybe once in the last 10 years. 
Five years like, in the making, out. John. Five years you in check the it making. Out. <laughs> Guys, Alligator 1 and 2, they got Blu-ray releases. One is in a, a 4K HD release of Alligator. Three discs, John. It's a three-disc release. No, I, I have coasters. I'm good. Listen. <laughs> okay, Matt. Here's what I'm worried about. Support Scream Factory. They're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are nice guys. Um, oh, here's Derek trying to help you out. He's like, Matt, did you watch A Boy Called Christmas? Derek, yeah, you're right. not helping. You're not helping. He's like, oh, yeah, of course he's got to review it. If I'm a filmmaker and I'm busting my ass making some $50,000 Christmas shovel movie to Netflix and I get some half-baked review on an Instagram story from some guy who admittedly watched it in the background while he's cutting podcasts with no, headphones no. on. Stop, stop. First of all, you don't know me. I don't wear headphones when I edit. Do only oh. the ones that I've seen before do I edit during. Father Christmas is back. That was during dinner. So I was not editing and I actually paid attention to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that movie just demanded all of it. Um <laughs> If y'all want to have your podcast edited without headphones, go ahead and check out weknowpodcasting.com. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and if it sounds like Matt's underwater in this uh, podcast episode, which I don't think it is, uh, that's on Matt. Okay. Um, Big Yanks, he's dumping on you. He says, no wonder the podcast audio is crappy. No, okay, Big Yanks, please. You're not helping. You're not helping. Uh, and Derek comes back. <sighs> A Boy Called Christmas was a lovely and a heartwarming time. Related, where's the latest episode of, uh, Geek, uh, of Xbox Game Pass? Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, where's the one you... Like, listen, this guy, Derek Cranavelt, he puts out one podcast a month on this yeah, it's Xbox the first thing. of the month, so the Xbox one won't come out until December 1st. He skipped November, Matt. Well, you know... Did you catch that? Did you catch that he just <laughs> forgot November? He's just like, oh, yeah. Well, the Yanks is right. Klaus is the best Christmas movie on Netflix. I see him saying that. Uh, 8-Bit Christmas is the best Christmas movie released this year, though, by, right. by a big margin, which I wouldn't have watched if not for you having him on there, which is why I did share that on the Christmas 365 Facebook group. And I'm sure all five people who follow that group are really listen, excited to be like, we're oh, fucking cool. crushing it. We tripled our numbers this month on Christmas 365. People are finally getting a taste of the goodness that that podcast is. And the top-notch audio editing. <laughs> Matt, this is like a, a kindergartner's multiplication table when you say that this thing's been multiplied by three. All right. It's not exactly double digits, all right, Kipel? Don't what? Don't give away my secrets to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's three trees falling in the woods. Um, okay. Uh Derek, stop. Derek's in the <laughs> chat saying, what happens to the audience once Christmas is over? You they know, worry about your own around. podcast, all right? <laughs> what happens to your audience when you skip an entire month, okay, pal? You, why, don't you, why don't you rake your the, the leaves out of your backyard, all right, pal? Uh, let, let's, let's lighten things up. Heidi goes, ah, oh, hi. You just popped up on my screen when I opened Facebook. Yes. Yes, we are spam. Um, okay. Matt, we got serious business to talk about. Not that that wasn't serious business, because I would like to see a correction immediately in the promotion of the network. Okay? Specific, no, forget the network. This show. Yeah, I was going to say, this has nothing show. to do with the network. This I don't want no, I want to just give me one tweet a week. I know you have seven followers. What are you doing? If y'all are watching this live, like Matt is 
moving the like computer a mile away. I was like, I gotta fix this. Because you never brought me up on the stream yard screen before we went live. I couldn't see what I looked like until it happened. Well, I think I speak for everyone when I say, can you put the computer back now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, podcast listeners, listeners, y'all are good, but uh, oof, that's you know, sometimes you don't want somebody that close to the camera. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm kidding. All right, Matt, we love you. And uh, we're going to see you actually in person. So there's going to be a lot of in person coming up because we got LA Comic Con this weekend. Can we discuss the order of events for LA Comic Con? That is this weekend. It's the LA Comic Con. Um, Matt, you're coming into town for this. Um, yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> one reason is because Fantastic Fest seemed to go very virtual this year, and I didn't want to fly out to Austin for it anymore. But yeah. <laughs> so, mm, so that opened up a week sense. in my that opened up a week in my calendar. Um, but also just because you know I want to see all y'all. Uh, I want to see you. I want to hang out with Kate. I want to finally meet Gelsey. I want to meet Katie for the first time. I've never met Katie before. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of things I wanted to do. I guess Shane's also going to be there. So that's like an obligation. Um, and then it's <laughs> <laughs> an obligation. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's going to be a good time. It's been two years since I saw most of you. And uh, I just, you know, I felt like, why not do it? I've been working. I no, to, we already talked about that, pal. Listen, but all no, right. say, in order to be able to do this trip, I'm actually done editing all of the <laughs> podcasts and videos up until the 14th of December, just to get us ready for that. But, uh, Big Yanks just caught me. He goes, Jonathan, that graphic you just put up on the live stream; those are the 2019 dates. Okay, so just know this weekend, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. There's going to be LA Comic Con. Okay, so thank you for catching that. Big Yanks are very uh, he's very astute. astute. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's you know if there's if there's anybody who has that eye, it's it's Big Yanks. So maybe we should uh, have Big Yanks cutting some of these podcasts. Oh yeah. No. What what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Um, all right. So Matt, you're coming into town. What are you actually like looking forward to, dude? literally just seeing everybody i mean hanging out with you like i said meeting gelsey finally meeting katie finally i'm gonna go to disneyland for a day which i've never been so that'll be fun but it's pretty much just gonna be like arrive geekscape planning with you la Mm -hmm. comic-con disneyland go home (laughs) so uh you know as in most trips it's going to be a lot of fun, but there's going to be an element of work involved. I'm going to be on stage twice, so that's pretty exciting. Ooh, okay. Uh, t- talk talk to me about that. Like, what's going on? You're going to be on on the stage. Yeah, well, you're going to be on the stage for a couple things, but a couple things. Yes, but, but I'm uh, going to be uh, on the stage with you on Saturday night at 5 okay. p.m. Uh, we're going to try to get some comic book experts to to figure out how we would make like a force works comic work or some shit like that <laughs> uh you know throw how are the force works going to fall into the mcu you know what i mean yes. like so here here's here's the uh here's here's the pitch um let's see uh i've got this uh panel coming up i got a couple panels there on that um on that Saturday. Let me see if I can throw a little graphic on here, Geekscapist. But if you're at LA Comic Con, there's going to be a lot of fun stuff for y'all to uh, take a look at. We've got um, on Saturday, look at that graphic. Um, I'm going to be doing the Fantasy Storytelling Explosion. That's where we're going to talk about like, hey, the popularity of 
like fantasy storytelling what is all that like it seems like everybody their mom has some version of a dnd playing live over twitch show so where'd that come from obviously there's a new lord of the rings series coming from amazon next uh next year uh, i think september 2022 is when we're going to get that brand new uh lord of the rings i just saw a solicitation in my inbox for that one and uh heidi and i just started watching the robert jordan uh adaptation of wheel of time that it's also on amazon we started watching the first episode of that i gotta tell you it was a little slow and as soon as i tell heidi like uh i I like it i like the production value everything seems to be working here but the story is a little slow the end of the first episode like three quarters of the first episode they established the world i'd read these books in middle school so some of it's familiar um kind of familiarizing myself with myself with a bunch of stuff and then it just goes straight action for like 15 straight minutes. It's just action. And I was like, now we're talking. I, yeah, it was I good. Never, I never read the wheel of time books, but I remember in high school, I had friends who used to play, they used to refer to it as Watt mud. And it was the, it was the wheel of time, multi user, whatever it was. A, it was basically like an online yeah. RPG, like years ago, but just based around the, the source material of wheel of time and i couldn't figure that shit out that was all like the text-based gaming where yeah, was, yeah like i tried but i i do want to read the books eventually and check out the show but i forgot all about wheel of time until you just mentioned that you were reading <laughs> you yeah oh well, no no I, I mean i read it i read it in middle school and they're big books and then robert jordan didn't complete it because he died but um we'll see i mean this has got to be an expensive series but it it, it looks good it, it i'm i'm in uh, they got over the hump of introducing a pretty dense world and it, let's rock and roll. There's some good stuff in there. So we're going to be talking fantasy storytelling at one o'clock on Saturday. And then uh, I'll, I'll go over to the main stage at three 30 and talk to our friend, Giancarlo Esposito. He's the guy who plays Moff Gideon on um, the Mandalorian. He's also Gus Fring on breaking bad and better call Saul. So uh, we had a nice little rapport, but last April, at the online LA Comic Con thing, and then, so now we're going to talk. Um, and uh, I'm excited for that. I, I was I was supposed to do the Zach Levi panel before that, and then Zach is like, "No, no, no I don't need a moderator." I said, "Not Jonathan. I'll do it, I'll do it myself." You got to offer me. <laughs> I, I met I met Zach, and I, we I thought we 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 had a nice little conversation, and uh, you thought wrong. <laughs> I thought wrong. Nah, I understand where he's coming from. He's like, dude, I don't need a moderator. He's such a nice, like, he's such a jocular dude. He's so charismatic. He's gonna rock that stage. He's gonna warm. You know, you know what? You know exactly why. Let's let's just let's just admit, you're the warm act. You're the warm up act for me and Giancarlo. That is true. That is what you you are. You know what? I respect that. I respect that, Zachary. You are the warm up act for Giancarlo. You know, I would have loved to do. A panel with Zachary. He's awesome, and I would like to talk to him this weekend. Zach, Zach, if you're listening, he is an avid listener. If you're listening, let's let's have a little talk behind the scenes and uh, and see if you know you want to do a little geekscape later on. And then but, all that running is going to come yeah. in handy though, because that panel is going to end at about four thirty, and you got to get over to the other room by five. No, so no, 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 Matt. Ready. These are Matt. These are thirty minute panels. These are very quick. So oh, I'm only gotcha. talking to Giancarlo Esposito. I'm only talking to him from 3.30 to 4. And then, then we got a little lunch break. No, whatever break. We have an hour to mosey on over to the next Geekscape Present panel, which is the one featuring Matt. We're going we're gonna to take a bunch of Marvel Masterworks cards from the 90s or 2000s. You remember these baseball cards that looked like they were, had the Marvel characters on there? And 
let's face it, there are some really lame Marvel characters like Mother Maker and stuff like that, like really Dude. derpy stuff. And they, you can really tell the time on who they're really pushing in those cards. Because I have maybe like a five-year period of like 92 to like 97 maybe. Um, and it's like, man, Slapstick is in every one of those decks of cards. Yeah. Like, like there is a Marvel character called Slapstick. And I think that's the guy who runs around with like a giant like, uh, mallet, like yep. mallet, and and he just looks like inhuman. He doesn't have a nose. He looks like some weird clown. He basically looks like Mister Mime from Pokemon. Yeah. Am I right, Matt, on yep. that one? Yeah, you're and, him right. <laughs> yeah, and this Marvel character. Listen, the '90s stunk. The '90s in Marvel in comics just stunk, and a lot of bad characters came out. And we are going to take those characters, and we're going to say, hey, let's say that you are the head of Marvel. And you want to introduce this character to the MCU who plays him. How do you introduce him into the story? How do you integrate him with the MCU? How do you do slapstick in the MCU? Matt, <laughs> slapstick better be on that list. Uh, <laughs> Matt is going to be the card master on the panel. He's going to be reaching into the cards, pulling them out. And then it's up to the, ch- he's challenging the panel to just dis- to like discuss how you'd bring him into the MCU. It's going to be a fun panel. Um, and big gang says, Hey Matt, Want me to mail you yeah. my Marvel masterpiece <laughs> masterworks cards? Yeah, no, we're 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 good. No, no, um, no. every that. kid has them. Uh, I got a couple holes in my collection. Yeah. And he must oh, be able you to have them. some holes? Oh yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> mail them to Matt. Uh, Bolt T over on Twitch says, "Hey, Robert Jordan died. Yes, before finishing the Wheel of Time books, but he did leave extensive notes to someone who did finish it. So cool. I you know awesome. I was." I was at a middle school and I got to tell you the I I transitioned out of fantasy novels because the threat of getting my ass kicked and and like my obsession with high school social status was just too much. I just was not I, I could not be caught dead with a fantasy novel in high school. So I, I so I read Star Wars books. What the fuck? I well, totally read the all the Star, Star Wars, Wars books. It makes no sense. No, no, it makes sense because the Star Wars books weren't as thick. So when the bully threw <laughs> your book at you, it yeah. left less of a impact. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's that's very true. Um, you know, if I have regrets about that transition from middle school to high school, I gave up playing the bass because I did not want to be an orchestra because orchestra was for the nerds. Oh, what a idiotic move! What a yeah, that, was- that is a big, big idiotic move. I could have been like that cool, you know, I could have been like a cool upright bass player, like the dude from the living end. Yeah. You know? I, I uh, so. gave up saxophone in sixth grade because the band teacher said I had zero talent. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's like, a different conversation, right, well, Matt, Matt, that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, but you know, M- Michael, Michael Jordan got cut from the, from the JV team. Didn't he? So like you, you know, when that, when that idiot, you know, when that idiot said, Hey, you got no future in saxophone. You know, you, you could have just been like, I'll show you. And then you put in the hours and you, you know, next thing you know, you're a sax master. Yeah, um, Kenny G up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I'll show you. So, you know, uh, LA Comic Con is going to be a lot of fun. The following day, we actually have well, on Sunday. Say, only yeah, one, follow- what, yeah, we have one day. panel. We only have one panel. But this panel, let me tell you about it. Let me tell you about it right now. This next panel, <laughs> that's the big humdinger. At noon on Sunday, go ahead and bring your lunch into the panel room. We're good with it. Go ahead and eat during the panel. We got celebrating 15 years of the Geekscape podcast. It's going to be Matt up there on the panel. Katie, 
We got Josh Jackson, Carlos Lopez, Shane O'Hare, and Heidi Cox is going to be on the panel to join us. So it's going to be a lot of fun on that panel. Uh, there's going to be no audience for it whatsoever, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make some jokes and we're gonna have some fun and maybe somebody will be like, hey, I'll just sit in this empty room to eat my lunch. These 19 nerds are tucking up in the panel stage and uh, hey. <laughs> That guy's got an alligator shirt, Jonathan. That that could be dangerous. The haha's might hit him too hard. (laughs) Have you have you seen the lunches and how expensive they are in the convention center? I can imagine. My hope, my hope is that they hate our panel so much they throw their food and we catch it and now have something to eat. Listen, this is how we get the free lunch. Okay, we put on a panel so badly that they throw their food at us. Like I'll eat tomatoes. That's fine. They just throw food at us, and they just want us out of there, and uh, and we get free salad, I guess, right? Love it. So salad that's my plan. strategy. Put on a panel so bad, they throw their food at us, and we eat for free. Jokes on you. What do you think? You like that strategy? I think, I think that's a good plan. It's gonna be a lot of fun. This weekend's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna have a blast, and um, I don't even know. I, I got to tell you, you don't want to miss any of this. Uh, and if you're not in LA and you're like, Oh no, I'm going to miss all of this. Nope. You're not because Jonathan is going to record all of the Geekscape panels and we're going to put them on this feed right here. So if you're already subscribing to the feed, that's the podcast feed, probably not the live stream. If you're subscribing to the podcast feed, you are going to have the fantasy panel. A couple days later, you're going to get the Marvel masterworks panel. And then you're going to get the Geekscape 15 panel and you're going to get all three of those and Not maybe the chat. general carlo as opposed to maybe, maybe. I, I here's the thing in that main stage their recording setup is like super awesome but they don't have any um they don't have any av outs which is how we record the panel wow. so we'll yeah. talk matt you and i are going to go to the convention center on friday and we'll do a little scouting and we'll see if there's a way to record the main stage panel that we're going to be a part of because i would love to have the audio from that um to put out on the feed right here so that Y'all can listen to it and Matt can fail to promote it. I think that'd be great. <laughs> Sound like a deal? Sound like a deal. So if you're Sounds watching like this live, if you're watching this here's on the, Facebook or you're watching this on YouTube, you, you, it's in your lane, pal. If you're watching this on YouTube or you're staying, you're watching this on Facebook, <laughs> subscribe to the Geekscape podcast on your podcast apps or Spotify, and then you're going to get those other three. All right. I can't do a live video of those. So you're going to have to subscribe to the podcast feed for this, but it'll be worth it. It'll be fun. We're going to, we're going to make more jokes. Uh, you were going to say something, Matt. Uh, nah, we'll talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you upset? Oh, baby. No, 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 no. I, are you upset? no, 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 a little bit. Baby's going to cry. Uh, <laughs> but the other thing that also, if you're like, man, I can't be at LA Comic Con this weekend. I'm going to miss all the goodness. Just wait two more weeks, and we got 15 hours of goodness back here on the YouTube for you. So you know, it's it's win 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 win. Man, man, listen, I don't want to oversell. We probably have 14 hours of goodness in Geekscape games. All right. <laughs> That's true. So, I have not heard so back from any of them on what their plan okay. is for their. So let's panel. just. Oh, I'll tell you the plan. They're going to show up late, and then they're going to delay my stuff, and we're not yep. going to do that. Hard cut so, off. Hard cut off at eleven p.m. Eastern Standard. Mm-hmm. They're out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to tell you, Matt, the live show here in L.A. will not be delayed 
by the likes of Shane O'Hare and Danit Cranavelt being like, oh, wait, 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 I'm driving home from work in Alaska and there's a moose across the road or whatever the heck the excuse is that week. So, no, 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 no. All right, it's not my fault you decided to live oh, no, in like some no, frontier it's land. out of the door handle. Yeah, Matt, we were gonna we were gonna do like a live Mario Kart tournament, and Shane didn't. Shane was like, "Oh, I'll figure out the emulation, no problem." I bet you that guy f- tried to figure it out three hours before we were about to start. And was like, "Can't fig- can't make can't make can't make a lick of sense out of it, guys." I don't know what's up, what's down. If this guy had like three weeks advance notice, a month advance notice, it might have even been his idea to be like, "Oh, I know exactly what to do. I know the emulation. I'm the." This guy thinks he's a lawnmower man when it comes to figuring out computer stuff. All right, he thinks he's he thinks he's like the Matrix. He's like, I just need and the graphics we, card, and then I can. Make he's like, oh, this is what you all got to do. Okay, I'm going to need all of y'all to go out and buy these expensive controllers or whatever they are. I need y'all to go buy these emulator controllers. Uh, don't worry, guys. Spend your money. I'll have this all tidied up by the time we start. Uh, plenty of instructions. And then that morning, we all wake up, and it's like, ah, oh, sorry, guys, couldn't figure it out. <laughs> what the come on man like (laughs) what was that i last episode i was like i think we're gonna do like a live mario kart tournament because i have confidence in shane and then like it rolls around and he's like "Eh." i checked a couple reddit posts and couldn't crack it so (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile there are 12 year olds on twitch who are streaming everything they're streaming everything everything <laughs> some 12 year old on twitch is over here streaming the hell out of like 15 old retro games all together at the same time a 12 year old derek has the I was like, derek has the quote of the day right now throw that shit up right now. yeah derek just goes yeah like i'm ever the reason that we start no, late. No, no, yeah i know one. i know derek well, i know i'm getting to it he then follows that up with it's now even more clear who the winner of Shane versus Azrock is. I also definitely bought a controller. Okay, we like Sh- Derek. We all bought controllers. Like Shane had us all say that we were all. Shane was like, "Just go out and buy these emulator controllers. I'll get it figured out." And then the morning was like, "Eh, never mind. Let's play something else." I was like, "No, that wasn't the deal, dude." You probably so this Shane ver- in those controllers. <sighs> okay, so listen. Yeah, he's probably like, hey, uh, "This listen, he." He's mining crypto in his freaking airplane hangar where he lives. I love the guy, but listen, if you're if okay, if you're mining crypto like with another computer, are you probably the problem, man? Come on now. Like you're like I made point zero 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 cents today in Ethereum. But I'm gonna crack it big. Like you are the equivalent uh you're gonna be the equivalent of that old prospector. In like some movie without teeth, who just dies in like some cave in and some mine. Okay, like that. Like it's just not going to go your way, buddy. I don't think this is going to break your way. All right, you sit. Listen, it, it's it's a hustle. All right, this Shane. Okay, so I'm going to say this real quick. We're not going to give it that much time because enough. But the Shane versus Azrock thing may be the only reason you should. Now, there's tons of reasons to subscribe to Geekscape Games, but there's a, a running drama over there. Shane had a graphics card from this Azrock International, whoever makes these graphic cards. And he claims that it was broken. And now he wants them to replace it. And he looked at some infinitesimally small piece of writing on whatever the purchase contract was on this thing. And he said, hey, this isn't working. Y'all need to replace it. 
What he doesn't say is that he went on for three straight episodes about how he modified the freaking thing and put like gel all over it to like try and get it to move faster and not heat and this and that. And, like he's like, yeah, I, I covered it in this special cream <laughs> so that it would move faster or not heat. And it, then I like smoke was coming out of my computer, whatever the heck. And then he learned that like all he had to do was separate the card from the rest of his computer with like a tiny washer. Yeah. And he got that off of like some 12 year old again on YouTube. I was going to say, you and know, those, like, like fake the fake memes that are like how science works, where it's like, it's like, did you know? Oh, yeah. Like, you take like take aluminum. You take a battery. Microwave. Here's the one. Here's the one. He was watching. <laughs> okay. So, uh, God, Bolt T, we've lost him. He goes, Ethereum <laughs> is a platform that will host tens of thousands of utility coins. There will be plenty of opportunities to get into these early and make bank. All right. There's gold in their mills. Uh, <laughs> so there's one where like you take a battery and I think you put salt, you like <laughs> you put salt in like a glass of water or something, right? Like you, you fill like a bunch of like a glass of water with a bunch of salt and you're like, oh, it ionizes the salt. And then you take a battery and you put it in the water and it creates like a little cyclone in the water. And that one was going viral. Until somebody said, hey, wait a minute. Stuff's moving a little funny. And not the stuff in the glass. The stuff outside of the glass. It was all in reverse. So somebody took like <laughs> a stir, stirred up a little little like cyclone, a little tornado inside the water, hit record on the thing, took the stir out. There was still a little cyclone inside the water and then put a battery to it. I was like, hey, check it out. This is what happens. And then reversed it. And a bunch of people are like, gum, that's some good science. No, no, it's bad science. All right. It's like you got duped. Okay. A lot of dupes going on here. All right, Matt. A lot of, lot of dopey stuff going down here. All right. There's gold in these hills. No, 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 no. Fake news. Okay. So LA Comic Con this weekend. Matt, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I gotta tell you, I woke up at three o'clock this morning. Woke up at three o'clock this morning because uh I had a little bit of a panic. Spider-Man No Way Home tickets went on sale, and then they sold out mm-hmm. really, really fast. And I don't know what I you know, I wasn't thinking. Let's just be clear, I was not thinking. Um, but what was happening was throughout the pandemic, there's not been a lot of theater going going down. Um, you go to movies and they're not very full, which is good. I like that. Yeah. I don't want no Unicron virus. Okay. The Omnicron or whatever this new variant is. I just call it the Unicron one. Right. After the Transformers oh, character. The so in- the Ethereum virus. Yeah. Yeah. The Ethereum virus, whatever it is. So <laughs> I thought I could safely wake up today in the Spider-Man No Way Home tickets are easily acquired like they were for Black Widow eternals shang chi like all these marvel movies were fine people love spider-man because at 2 a.m 3 a.m i wake up and i can't go back to sleep i turn on the twitter and people are yelling i scored spider-man tickets i scored my spider-man tickets these just tons of tweets people saying i got spider-man tickets yes oh i lost out on spider-man tickets it's 3 a.m Usually Ian Kerner has a plan where he'll get tickets for all of us and we'll go see Spider-Man on the or the Marvel movies the day before its release, right? So here, 
Spider-Man No Way Home is being released on the 17th. I'm not going to go on the 17th. I'm going to be doing a live show here in LA on the 17th to culminate our 15-hour live stream. We got a big day on the 17th. I'm not going to go see No Spider-Man on the 17th. I want to see it the day before. Will there still be tickets? I'll tell you. I went and checked Thursday night. It was bad. There was like <laughs> It was like wheelchair seating left. And it's 3 a.m. So at 3 a.m., I'm not going to be like texting, calling Ian and be like, Ian, get up. It's an emergency. There's tickets already selling out. Like, we got to get our Spider-Man ticket stat. It's 3 a.m. So what do I do? I'm smart. I find two tickets for a reasonable showing on Thursday. I kind of I kind of nudge Heidi. Heidi's sleeping. And I go, hey, Heidi, uh, I hate to bother you with this, but it's really like it's really important. She's like, what is it? What's wrong? And I go. Uh, you want to go see? Will you be back from work in time to go see Spider-Man at four o'clock on Thursday? <laughs> She's like, "What? <laughs> just yet? Just yes or no, baby? Just yes or no?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just meet you at the theater because she gets out of work at like three, right? She works at school. <laughs> I'll, I'll just meet you at the theater. Uh, okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm taken care of. So in the morning, Ian wakes up to my panic texts. It was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's fine. I think Ian is fine. But here we go. He, um, I mean, not just about the Spider-Man tickets. Oh, no, no. Ian, <laughs> Ian is a rare, he's a rare bird, man. And it's his birthday this week alongside mine. So, Ian, happy birthday, buddy. You're weird. I love him, but he's weird. Um, okay, Bolt, he's still, he's still going on. Look, look at him. He's like, when movie tickets are sold on the Ethereum blockchain, you can buy on the second market and not need to worry about buying fake tickets tech that solves problems go mainstream but ethereum by ethereum no <laughs> no i like your one word review of that that message um you don't know even know what that I, didn't have? I don't even know what he's talking about when movie tickets are sold on the ethereum blockchain i get it okay cool you can buy on the secondary market and not need to worry about buying fake tickets, right? Because Ethereum has like 90 million characters in their code and there's no replication. Um, you know what else I can do? I can just buy a ticket like <laughs> at a theater. I, I I still trust the current like mode of operating. Like I still trust maybe that's what that's where you fail, bro. That's where you fail. You're not elevated. You're not evolved enough to do this. No, it's it works. So until it works, then I'll read into the Ethereum thing. Um, okay. Uh, you were going to segue us, I believe, Matt? I believe. I was going to say, you know, you may have had trouble finding tickets for Spider-Man, but I had zero problem finding a ticket to check out Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, mm. on a Monday afternoon. And man, I agree with something Derek said earlier on because I, I genuinely think my top three films of the year are going to be Ghostbusters Alligator Afterlife. One. Alligator 2. No, I'm kidding. And Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> the Machines versus the Mitchells and... Mitchells versus the Machines, yeah. And 8-Bit Christmas. I mean, those are the yeah. three ones that left the biggest impression on me, but I think I texted you as soon as I walked out of the theater and was just like, Ghostbusters Afterlife reminds me why I loved movies as a kid. Like, it's just... It's everything you want to remember about seeing movies. I love this movie. I straight up love this movie. Um, I was blown away by the writing right off the bat and how economic this movie was, how much heart this movie had. I love this movie. I won't spoil it here. I don't think you'll spoil it here. But I, I what I love is that it starts with a giant mystery, not unlike any Ghostbusters movie should. 
Um, and uh, and the mystery immediately turns into a personal story. It turns into a story of people who are on the down and outs, like this mother and her two kids, and they're about to be evicted, and they've inherited this piece of land. She is Egon Spangler's uh, daughter, and Egon has now died. We know that Harold Ramis, the actor who played him in the original, is, is gone. So Egon is now gone, and, and his daughter inherits this totally cursed piece of land and it's not just cursed because it, there's ghosts but it's cursed because man this place is like something out of a stephen king novel it's creepy and it's in the middle of nowhere oklahoma so she moves her two kids there and it does think things for them are not going well and then you know they try to make lemonade out of some lemons and then the ghosts start popping up and the artifacts yeah. from egon's you know life and uh god what a bunch of heart this movie had it's it's really really and like the other thing is like you said you know it's this is as much of a you know as you said in the beginning they they kill off egon spangler because obviously harold ramus dies and and in such a weird way it's such a beautiful like love letter to harold ramus simultaneously and they get the music cues right they get everything so right in this movie and i remember leaving the theater and like you will there is a 95% chance that you will cry watching this movie especially if you are a kid who grew up watching all of the ghostbusters stuff be it the movies and then the real ghostbusters and then the video games and the, the all comic the books stuff. The now yeah, yeah. there's a there's a publisher called now comics that used to have the rights to it in the late 80s early 90s and i used to read all those comics yeah but uh i it it got me thinking just about howard ramus in general and like you know, I went back on his wiki page and I really think that he is one of those writers that doesn't get enough credit for like, I'd put him right there with Doug Kinney as far as like, without those guys, we don't have the comedy scene that we have almost 40 years removed from them doing National Lampoon. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how Ramis writing, co-writing Animal House and writing Caddyshack and you know stripes i think i don't know if he wrote stripes but all those movies that he's in are fantastic yeah stripes doing the i even like it when he shows up like he shows up in orange county he still showed up in like some late later films and just harold ramus's presence was like oh this this adds some comedic credibility to it you know um yeah harold ramus definitely didn't get enough uh credit and what I, i love the directing in this film too it was beautiful i was like can you imagine directing a movie that is a kind of a a requel or a reimagine? No, it, it's not a requel. It's not. It's not a remake. It's not a remake. It's just a follow up to a movie that you that your dad did that you grew up on the set of. Yeah, that's insane. It's so cool, and it's just made in total love. Um, Heidi's watching, and she says he's in Knocked Up. He is in Knocked Up. Um, I don't know if y'all remember that, but. Uh, he is in Ted Apatow's Knocked Up, and he's Seth Rogen's um, dad in that movie. Yeah, and like I said, like he just adds so much credibility whenever he shows up in a film. Um, and obviously, you have the sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd, um, in this film. I loved it. It's hilarious. It's got heart. I will not spoil it here. Matt can probably, but uh, do nope. not spoil it. It's just it. It just made me feel good. And Tom Pinchuk, our good buddy who's been on the show, wrote something about it on Facebook. And he said that this movie's getting a lot of 
it's not getting a lot of criticism. People love this movie, but when it does get criticism, it's from people saying that it's too much fan service. And I just want people to remember that this is a popular culture. It is pop culture, short for popular culture, and that fan service is a good thing. And having people yeah. like your product is a good thing. And if that is along the lines of some punk rock fogey saying, oh, it's a sellout, okay, there's nothing wrong with making something enjoyable for a lot of people. There's actually They're something be the really right about it. People. They're the same people who like they'll bitch that that Force Awakens was too much fan service, and then bitch that Last Jedi deviated too much from what Star Wars is. Like they're never yeah. actually happy. No, <laughs> like, I, I saw some guy today, Eric Francisco, like commented on something, and this this guy, uh, he said he was like something along the lines of. There are only two alien movies. There are only two predator movies. There are only three Star Wars movies. There's only, you know, it's like, no, I'm sorry, but there are movies you don't like in these franchises. They don't all have to be for you. Yeah. You, no, they don't 100%. have to be for you. If somebody likes the 2016, if somebody likes the 2015, 2016 all female Ghostbusters, great. If you like the 2016 all female Ghostbusters, I'm so freaking happy for you. If you think, the last Jedi is a rip roaring good time of three hours or whatever, how long that movie is like, we do not have to disagree or we do not have to, I'm sorry. We do not have to agree. I, I so rarely review things anymore on Geekscape. If you notice, cause I don't think my opinion matters on any of this stuff. I think people do like when I talk about stuff and they think maybe I have some insight. I don't, but the truth is I love this movie and it's okay for you to like those things. It's okay to like things. As as Big Yank says, he likes the Phantom Menace. Well, that's a wrong he shouldn't. Opinion, but... Yeah, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, you tore it. Sorry, Big Yank. So you're allowed to like things. You're allowed to like things. And except for the Phantom Menace. That's a, just except a, the Phantom Menace. <laughs> you're allowed. To, you know, I I don't like the Phantom Menace. But you know what? Who cares? We're circling through a vacuum at rapid speed on a molten piece of rock. So if you don't like a movie that is made for kids or is made for a bigger audience, who gives an F? Like, okay, <laughs> all right, way to way to way to enjoy the important stuff. Big Yanks is now he's not going. He's doubling down. He says, but what about the pod race and duel of the fates? So ten well, minutes of a two and a half hour movie. Got it. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, got it. Well, I didn't think the pod. <laughs> are, do people like the pod race? I always do you remember the clerks this animated is pod series? racing I don't yeah I always remember that there's the there's the trial episode where Randall calls all of these filmmakers to the stand basically to just be like I didn't like this sequel I want my money back and is just like collecting money from all these famous directors yeah. but he's he's grilling George Lucas about the Phantom Menace I just remember the the other lawyers like objection your honor the pod race was pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) i don't i I remember i said that's a movie i saw twice in theaters because the first time i saw it i was like oh i'm so excited to see new star wars and then i watched it and i walked out and i said i'm gonna need to see that movie again because did that suck (laughs) like i was like was that bad five times in theaters john five five times you were yeah but you're like i think nine years younger than me so you're a little moron. Not kidding. That's, was, that's <laughs> but no, I was I was in middle school. I think I was in sixth grade. So I was just so excited to be seeing. Yeah, Star Wars I don't expect sixth graders to be. 
I don't expect city creators to have any critical acumen. And let's be let's be fair, Matt. And I knew it was bad. You watched it five times and you knew it was bad? Because I'd be okay with you being like, I thought it was good. No, you're like, in sixth grade. Like, you knew it was bad. Well, you're pretty smart, sixth grade. Well, I then think, what happened? I think Why I are you watching all this trash now? I think it was like this. No. I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I got Stockholm Syndrome with Phantom Man. Yeah. So I couldn't break free. <laughs> yeah, I just remember people being like, "It has to be good." No, it's good because I've been. It's like it's like being a Trump supporter. Like you've invested too much in it to admit that you're wrong. So you're just like, "Nope." I have too much identity wrapped up in the fact that I'm a Star Wars fan. So that was good. It's like, nope. I've got too much identity wrapped up, and I, I drew the line. I, I'm all Trump all the time. So you can't admit you're wrong now because you know you're all in. And if you admit you're wrong, then there's something wrong with you. Just admit you're wrong. Like I, I admit I'm wrong all every freaking day. Like I'm usually wrong. Being wrong is awesome. Um, we should Matt MacGyver and some really angry Star Wars stuff. Yeah, well, Matt MacGyver. <laughs> I think Matt MacGyver. I think he's one of the smartest geekscapists. I'll just. I, I don't really I talk agree. to Matt that much. We exchange a little bit, but in all sincerity, like seeing what he what he posts sometimes. Sometimes it's really funny, and sometimes it's very thoughtful. It's always really good. Matt MacGyver is an OG geekscapist, and I have lots of respect for him. We just don't interact that much. And he just wrote, "There's a good story hiding in the Star Wars prequel trilogy." I agree. The Topher Grace fan edits highlight that. There's not a good story hiding in the Disney trilogy. I think you're right. I think that the sequel trilogy felt like, um, yeah, that that was thin. That felt like a lot of committee work uh, to put those stories together. Uh, wow, we started with Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is how you're supposed to continue a series, and we started talking about Star Wars. This is definitely Geekscape. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, Matt, talking about the continuation of like childhood series, um, I have, we have to talk about this. We just have to. Um, this week, we had a brand new release. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yes, you do. Uh, there's a new iteration in the series, and that is um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yes, finally. Did you think I was going to talk about it? You, gonna... <laughs> you thought I was going to talk about it? You thought I was going to talk about, like, Hawkeye? No, let's not talk about Hawkeye quite yet. Although there are two new episodes of Marvel's Hawkeye out. Um, this is the question I have. Clifford the Big Red Dog. This children's book. Now it's a movie and the dog is super realistic. This CGI dog is like, he does not look like the cartoon Clifford. He looks like a real dog. That's why I have to say, it, it's like my Batman thing, right? Like if you're going to go realistic with Batman, you have to go all the way and be like, okay, you want to do realistic Batman? Then let's talk about how the fact is he's a, he's a billionaire who embezzles from a publicly traded company to build tanks and yep. like violence weapons. Like, so he's super cop. He's basically a cop with nobody to answer to. And he's just like beating the shit out of people rather than taking his billions of dollars and investing them into Gotham city, not looking like a toilet run by clowns. Okay. So like, he's not a hero. He's a fuck up. Clifford is a giant red dog. Have you ever owned a dog? Like they pee in the crap everywhere and they shed. And I love dogs to death, but they have to be cleaned up after they do get into hump stage. And it leads me to believe there's a lot of destruction in Clifford's wake. So I ask you, and I asked this today, is Clifford the big red dog a kaiju? I think so. I mean, I'm not familiar with this Clifford that you're speaking of. The Clifford I grew up on 
is played by Martin Short, and he was a real bother to. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, Matt! To his uncle's, his uncle Martin. When <laughs> when my when that movie came out, there were there were two movies that I remember. My parents had had been, my parents divorced in like the late eighties, and there are two movies that they that they stomached each other enough to take me to together. Like post divorce, I will put up with you. I don't know. I don't know what they how they felt. With, you know, it's like they took me to see Clifford. That probably didn't help things. And they took me to see Back to the Future 3. And they are both fond memories. So, yeah. I remember Martin Short's Clifford, definitely in Kaiju. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. I, they, whenever you mention that movie, I just got, ah, because that is the memory I have. Is that I don't remember a thing from that movie other than, like, who's in it. But It's got uh, a and horrifying it was, it was really weird. Act. It's yeah, got, like, it's a legitimately scary third act with, like, a giant... But, animatronic dinosaur head like yeah. about to eat martin Short. i remember i do remember but really the, the memory of that movie is that my parents sat with me and watched it um Aww. i guess i wanted to see it yeah it's really sweet that's actually a really sweet memory um but th- anyway, that is not answer do, the question yes <laughs> i think so. okay I so think, i think you make a good argument for the kaiju thing okay here's here's the reason it doesn't work with like kaiju the definition of kaiju, uh, I had it earlier today, but the but kaiju is a Japanese word that means a strange beast, okay? Which, yes, Clifford is a part of it. But culturally, I think that it needs, it needs to originate in a Japanese piece, which Clifford does not. Clifford is not a Japanese creation. He, but he definitely, definitely, definitely fits the strange beast terminology. Does that make sense? So, like, I think that we the fact that, that, yeah, we don't know how this movie starts. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, there, there could be a, there could be like a, a radioactive meltdown or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We haven't seen the yeah. start of this yet. Maybe, maybe Clifford, maybe Clifford got into some bad shit back in 1942 there's like a, <laughs> or there's like a, like a tectonic plate shift and like yeah. gas gets released out of something and clifford smells it and turns into this giant dog you're right yeah okay so, so okay okay well the, i gotta tell you i posed the theory or the question on uh on my facebook and i got some really enjoyable responses i love that people like got into it uh jim pelgrinelli says it depends on how much of a city he occupies that he directly destroys. That's true. Kaiju do destroy cities. And I said, Hey, that's, that's the poop thing. Like you got to follow this dog around with a fucking wheelbarrow to, to clean up after it. Uh, and then uh, somebody else says like he humps things. And what about the red rocket? Like dogs have the red rocket. Um, we got people say, somebody said I had to look up Kaiju. How dare you? Um and somebody, Chris Robinson, we love Chris Robinson, said he's just a, an abomination against God. Uh, that's what he is. Uh, and a lot of people said, like, that would be a really fun movie. Um, luckily, our good friend, um, our, our good friend, uh, Andy Rattinger, made up this graphic. You ready for this? This graphic is Dude, awesome. Fucking uh, he made this poster. This. They don't need to I see do. our faces. Right there. Boom. Look at that. Godzilla versus Clifford. We got this is this is the movie right here. Godzilla versus Clifford. I don't know who wins on this thing. 
John, you got to send that to me so I can put that on our social media instead of an episode, anything about Geekscape, this podcast. You shut the hell up. What you're going to do is you're going to share, you're going to share this. This is what you're going to do, Matt. Let me, let me tell you how to do the job. Ready, pal? <laughs> you're going to share this image and you're going to ask, is Clifford the giant, the big red dog, a kaiju discussed on the most recent Geekscape? Here's the link. You got me? I got you, sir. Okay. Listen, pal. I'll replace you with Shane O'Hare and two. No, I won't. No, no you won't. No, you have no worries on <laughs> that ne- one. The network will fall to <laughs> shit in two days. <laughs> More so. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, London? Okay. So Clifford the big red dog. I'm gonna say kaiju as well. I think you're gonna say kaiju. Yeah, because you're right. We we don't we don't know the origins. A flying saucer could have crashed into a puppy shelter or something. I don't know. Like whatever. There's a million ways that kaiju get created. Usually involves radioactivity, weird gas or aliens stuff. So yeah, he's straight up very potentially a kaiju. I I, I think that we learned a lot today. I think that we we discussed an educational episode. Some really, yeah, kid. some important important stuff. Okay, let's actually get to Hawkeye and let's talk about it briefly, and then let's. Uh, Let's move on, my friends. Uh, and by move on, I mean we're going to move on to LA Comic Con this weekend. We're going to have those panels. And if you subscribe on the podcast, if you just subscribe to the podcast on your phone, maybe to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, um, you're going to get yourself uh, the panels from this coming weekend. So look for those on the feed next week. Um, all right. So we got this new show on Disney+. Plus. It is called Hawkeye, and it's got Jeremy Renner, uh, Haley Satwell. Is that how you pronounce her name? She is awesome, right? And uh, they are uh, the Hawkeye. Like they're both Hawkeye. Obviously, we know that um, Jeremy Renner plays Clint Barton Hawkeye, but you've got a new Kate Bishop Hawkeye, who is a college student who is like really, really good at marksmanship and. She's amazing at fighting and she can do a lot of flips, but she's still a kid. I mean, a younger person. And um, she is kind of challenging the mantle of Hawkeye. Her mom is mixed up in some weird stuff going on at home. Her father dies in the opening during the Battle of New York scene in the original Avengers. I love the long take during that sequence. Um, And I like some people don't like the Hawkeye series, which I'm kind of shocked by because I actually really like the Hawkeye series. The first two episodes. I think that the writing is kind of economic and fun. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously. You had a really nice setup with Kate Bishop as a little kid and who the mother is and how the father and the mother are going through some straining times. And in the middle of this kind of argument about maybe leaving New York and financially not being too good, uh, too well off, you also have an introduction of Kate Bishop as a kid being really good at marksmanship and things. Cause you see like her room and she's got a lot of medals and trophies and things. She's a, she's a, a phys- she's like a savant when it comes to all this stuff. It's awesome. You then meet the, the father and the battle of New York happens after this conversation where the father says he'll always take care of her. And the father you think dies. I don't know. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know, but you see him die off screen and in Marvel, that means he might still be alive. But, um, the battle of New York takes out like half their building and little Kate Bishop is left um, saved during the battle of New York by Hawkeye on like the, the far 
he's like on another building and he and he shoots something with an arrow and kate bishop begins idolizing hawkeye as a kid then you catch up with her as a college student and she's on the archery team and this and that but she's still a little bit of a troublemaker and now she's going home for christmas and her mom's involved with a brand new boyfriend and there are other mysterious figures sticking around um bolt t wants to know like who is the villain in the series the super villain in the series well there's a couple things going on in the marvel universe here um he bolt t says i don't know if i'm going to watch the series any superheroes going to show up in it well already there has been so the boyfriend of um of the mom um i don't want to spoil too much but um let me just break up the indb i i thought this this actor was really good tony dalton he's a mexican-american actor i thought he was great and uh he plays jack duquesne and jack duquesne you know in the comics because jack duquesne trained clint barton and his brother and is the swordsman so already you got yourself a super villain all right and it's not until the second episode i believe that kate who's a fencer and jack duquesne who's a fencer they you know kate's not happy that her mother didn't tell her she's going to get mary married kate's a little bit like who is this guy like what's his game right and the audience is kind of like who is this guy what's his game you know he's a little shifty and they get a little bit of a uh in the second episode there's a little bit of fencing match between them and she's really good but jack duquesne is a really good fencer and if you're a comic book person, you know that that's the swordsman and the swordsman in the comics trained both Clint and his brother, who we have not seen show up yet. Also introduced later in the series. And you do, I don't want to spoil too much, but you will, you will see her. If you watch both episodes, you have echo and echo is a native American character who is also a mute. And she was introduced as a daredevil villain who then became a good uh, character and she's a current Avenger and in the comic she's actually the person who has the Phoenix Force so when you think of like X-Men and the Phoenix taking over Jean Grey the Phoenix Force usually has a host on Earth and is like a super powerful cosmic force um, Echo actually currently has the Phoenix Force in the comics as a member of the Avengers so she's like super OP but when you do see her in the second episode of Hawkeye and I don't want to spoil too much but it is the first two episodes um, you do see her uh, very, very briefly. And you know, it's going to like an, Oh shit. She's going to be coming in. Uh, she's a mysterious character. She was again, originally a daredevil villain because she works for Wilson Fisk, who is the kingpin of crime. So now let's talk a little theory because Wilson Fisk was Vincent D'Onofrio's character in the Netflix daredevil series. So Vincent D'Onofrio goes on Twitter and he posts about Hawkeye and he says, really looking forward to the series. Looks good. And of course the nerds go crazy. I go crazy because I thought Vincent D'Onofrio was awesome as the kingpin in that Netflix Daredevil series. And he's tweeting about a series on Disney plus where one of the kingpins enforcers I think her name is Maya Lopez. I'm, I'm, if I'm wrong, the nerds will eviscerate me. What is the name? What is the original name of Echo Lawfinder? Maya Lopez. Yeah, that's Echo. Um, I don't know if in Hawkeye, Maya Lopez is working for the Kingpin, 
I don't know if the Kingpin's going to be in the series. I don't know if Vincent D'Onofrio is just being fun, doing some fun with the with the audience. But holy shit, if he shows up as the Kingpin, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Uh, but yeah, she's that's how that that's it. So to answer Bolte's questions, who is the supervillain in the series? I think you're going to get a bunch of supervillains. I think you're going to get Echo, who may turn good by the end of it. You're going to get the Swordsman. You already got him. He's gonna he's gonna probably have a history with Clint. And then if you watch the tag at the end of Black Widow, you know that the new Black Widow, the sister, has been asked to assassinate Clint Barton. So you got maybe the new Black Widow showing up in this series. Um, Florence Pugh, Yelena Belova. And if you look at IMDb, like Florence Pugh's already listed. So uh, this is worth watching. I think that this Hawkeye is going to be very, very worth watching. If you are a, uh, if you are a Marvel fan, this is this this has a couple couple things integrated into it. They're going to be big later on. It. Uh, that- I only was able to watch one of the two episodes because I hadn't gotten around to watching it, and then I realized I was going to be on this, and I figured we were probably going to talk about Hawkeye, so I figured I should at least watch one of them. And uh, very Shane Blackie, just in mm-hmm. like. Like in everything, like I was actually shocked that he's not really tied to anything with this movie because it, it almost the feels show. like a yeah. love letter to Shane Black movie. It's a fun, yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. It's lighthearted. I think people are being, I don't, I don't get the criticism, and people are like, I, "Wow, this is this is mild," or "This is a, this is bland." I'm like, "No, it's this is just fun," and I'm sorry that some dude with a magic whip or like some dude who has magic powers. I'm sorry. There's not a bunch of CGI garbage everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is fun. No, they must just have been watching What If again. Um, <laughs> like, which, which, hey, I was wrong on What If. I, I started. I stopped enjoying that show, and then, then the last two episodes. Holy crap! I loved them. Yeah. So no, what it, if? What if turned a, itself around on me? Yeah, I just I don't know. I I think my biggest problem with What If is that I don't feel like it's actually an adaptation. Like like I was like that is I, that I is know. not the What If I grew up on, sir. That ain't but, my stuff. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I think this is going to be great. I think that this is going to be kind of the um, fingers crossed. Like I've complained to you about this before, but like I just want like a Marvel series that doesn't have to tie into all the big picture stuff and can be. I fairly just told you it's gonna. Yeah, I. But I, think I just Hawkeye, told you it's got characters coming out of the wazoo, and you know I think they're setting up Young Avengers, and they're setting up the Thunderbolts, which are like the Dark Avengers. I think I think this is going to turn into a bunch of good stuff. I, I, I hope I'm sorry. So. I, just, I would love for it to be like what I. Well, I guess I can't say that about Wandavision either. But like, no, I, you're you're getting like a a spinoff series now. Yeah, I just I. I I would love like at least just just one Marvel thing, one movie or one show that like you can just watch as a standalone thing and not feel like you need it to watch like 25, 30 things oh. beforehand to be caught up. But Okay, that's Eternals. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'll go check that out. <laughs> Enjoy that. It's fairly standalone and sadly I, I believe they're going to leave it standalone because they did not get the return on that one, but I uh. enjoyed it. For what it is, I enjoyed it. It's a little messy, but I enjoyed it. There's an episode here in the feed, Geekscapist. You can go back a couple episodes and watch Ian and I talk about Eternals. He yells at me. And Big Yanks texted me this morning and said, when Ian starts yelling at you during the Eternals episode, I forgot I was sitting in traffic. So (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad I brought you that joy, Big Yanks. Um, And we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk a little more. uh, uh, We'll talk a little more Hawkeye as we continue in the weeks to come. 
and I, maybe Ian and I will do a wrap-up episode um, when that's all said and done. Of course we will. we got nothing better to do. It's Geekscape. Geekscape forever. Uh, Matt, have you enjoyed your Geekscape visit? I always enjoy my Geekscape visit, John, Good. and I'm even more excited for the in-person version of a Geekscape visit. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited that you love it enough to not share it. So, thanks. <laughs> um, Geekscapists, don't rely on this man to promote your favorite podcast, this one. He's not going to do it. So, if I could, and you're listening to this, hit the share button, send it to five of your friends. Or if you only have two friends, send it to three strangers and two friends and be like, hey, we have money. <laughs> I don't know. You know, as we speak. You, yeah, we're reminding <laughs> Ethereum. We have 38 cents built up after three years. What we're going to do, this is what you do. Whatever spam you just got in your folder, copy the body of the text. They got to be doing something, right? Copy the body of that spam text, but at the front, no, no, be like in like the header and be like, hey, Nigerian prince or whatever it says, right? Dear beneficiary, whatever. And then say to collect, you must listen to this Geekscape episode and you have a link <laughs> to the Geekscape episode. Okay, so that's what I want you all to do. I want you all to share Geekscape with five of your friends. If you only have two friends, take the body of the last piece of spam you received in your inbox, copy the body post it in an email, send it to three randos and tell them to listen to Geekscape and they can collect their Nigerian Prince money or their inheritance or I need your help because I need to transfer the funds. I'll give you millions, whatever the heck it is. You know, you know the spams. Um, all right. So let's do that. Let's do that. And this weekend we're going to be at LA Comic Con. You should know about that. You should. And you should also just, you know, subscribe to the youtube channel check out some of the videos that are coming out and be ready for the 17th pretty tight that's a great place to check it out on that youtube all right geekscapists i've done everything i can to motivate matt to help so matt go to bed that's all i gotta say don't tell me what to do john all right geekscapists (laughs) we'll see you next time on geekscape thank you for being a part of this uh don't hate create and goodbye You're listening to the Geekscape Network.